0: Hi, everyone. Today is May 3rd, 2022. Tomorrow, the Feds are going to raise interest rates by 50 basis points. That's the consensus. I hope they don't surprise us with a bigger rate raise. They probably won't. But what's really important right now is understanding what's safe. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I've got a conservative allocation in my portfolio. I've been uh, assured that this is a great idea for now. And I, my response is this, if someone said you were planning a party and let's say you had a party planner that was going to help you with it and they said it's going to be really festive, you'd still want to know the details because you want to make sure it's right for you and what you think is festive, right? So if you've been told that you have a conservative allocation and you don't know the answers to exactly every little party trick in the, in the book in there, These are going to help you. This webinar is going to help you to dig into the data and really ascertain, really understand if it's as safe as you think it is, if your wealth plan is at risk of losing money, or will it remain buoyant? There's a lot of fine print that you're probably not reading. So we'll give you the overview and the cliff notes on it all momentarily. All right. So for those of you who are listening to us on Spotify, you can access the charts by going to youtube.com forward slash Natalie pace. So we're going to get started with charts so that you can see this in black and white. And a lot of this information um, with a little tiny bit, what we call the ABCs of money that we all should have received in high school, you can actually get this information. So don't be daunted thinking, I'm never going to learn it. It's easier than algebra. It literally is the ABCs of money that we all should have received in high school. And if you want to excel in life math, you need to know this information. And again, once you learn it, it becomes the way life is, just like math and ABCs and reading and all that. So why not know life math? And it's really important to know it before a recession, because it's easy to make money in a bull market, which we've been in since 2009. It's really easy to lose money in a recession, in war, in times of inflation, rising interest rates, and all the things that we're embroiled in now it's super easy to lose money. In fact, the markets are down 14%. And if your portfolio is down more than four to 6%, that's a red flag that you probably aren't as safe as you think. So let's dig into the details here. So what's safe in a debt world? Are conservative plans really as safe as you've been led to believe? Do target date retirement plans work? Now, as a reminder, recessions in the 21st century are terrible. The NASDAQ Composite Index lost up to 78% in the dot-com recession and took 15 years to crawl back to even. The Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 55% in the Great Recession, took about five and a half to six years to crawl back to even more if you were invested in some of the companies like Lehman Brothers. And again, when you ride that kind of Wall Street roller coaster, and then you have to use the bull market to crawl back to even First of all, that's not a wealth plan. Second of all, you could lose your house, your credit score plunges because over a third of your credit score is the assets to debt ratio. So when you, you know, all of your assets lose by half and chances are your debt might increase because maybe you have to take on debt to make ends meet, which a lot of people have been doing. And we'll take a look at that chart in just a moment as well. So the good news is that in both of those recessions, Bonds earned gains. And so our simple, easy as a pie chart wealth strategy actually earned gains in both of those recessions because the bond side earned. And if you were keeping a percent equal to your age safe, and we were recommending then, and we are again now, overweighting 20% safe then the amount that you have at risk on the Wall Street roller coaster is much less and your bond side can make up for it for you. And then you start from a position of strength instead of having to, again, hope and pray that you make up losses. You start from a position of strength when the bull market starts and your annual rebalancing is always keeping you capturing gains. But the what was good in the dot-com and the Great Recession And to some extent, the pandemic recession is not necessarily going to be the same thing in today's recession. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that, but the simple reason is this. We have a rising interest rate environment and inflation. So in a normal recession, the feds will cut interest rates to boost economic growth. This time around, even though we just saw that the first quarter was a contraction, it's not a recession yet. It takes two consecutive quarters for it to be technically a recession uh, of contraction, two quarters of contraction. So even though we had that and we have this recession risk, the feds have to raise interest rates to combat inflation, which is absolutely getting terrible. It was it's eight point five percent most recently on a year over year basis so they've indicated that they are going to be uh spiking interest rates and the faster they spike the more risk of a recession so um, they're kind of caught in a rock and a hard place and that means that bonds which are traditionally a safe asset are not that safe and then we have to talk about money market funds with have redemption gates and liquidity fees and annuities that are not federally insured and can lose money as well in various ways. So let's jump back in to the safe side. Now, I wanted to let you know what happened on the at-risk side and how bonds saved the day in the dot-com and the Great Recession won't be doing it this time. And that's what the memo I think most people don't have. Because if your broker salesman is giving you historical data and saying, look, bonds saved the day, the last uh, two major recessions, um, you know, that's not indicative of what's going to happen this time. We already know. And in fact, the smart money you know, high net worth individuals have already dramatically lowered what's called the duration of their bond portfolio. We'll talk a little bit more about what that means, but basically they're keeping the the terms very, very, very short. If you don't know what you own, chances are you have at least midterm. And if you have long-term, that could be a real duration risk problem. And not only could you lose money, but you also have the risk of a liquidity event or illiquidity. So these are the performance of bonds, stocks, gold, real estate, et cetera, over the last 30 years. And both stocks and real estate are elevated above their trend, which usually means it's a bit bubblicious. Now, bonds were lower. They've been actually losing money. They've been losing value. So you can see here that over the 30-year, it was almost, you know, it was above 7%. And once we get into the 10-year, um, it now goes that government bonds are 4% and corporate bonds are 6%, and that's with elevated risk. So this is telling you that there has been, um, that bonds have been losing their value. Now- Bonds this time around, which, again, are traditionally the safe haven, the place that if you went to your broker salesman and said, I'm worried about stocks losing money, they'd say, oh, great. Okay, let's get you a little more safe. And that would be on the fixed income. They might call it fixed income. They might call it conservative allocation. But basically, it's going to be have a lot to do with bonds, possibly money market funds and possibly annuities. But mostly it's going to be bonds and all three of those have risks in today's debt world so bonds have inflation risk duration risk credit risk interest rate risk liquidity risk and yield versus cost risk so what does that mean negative yielding bonds are ones that the yield is actually lower than the cost and especially if you add in inflation So that's absolutely true that today bonds are illiquid and negative yielding. We're going to get into that more. What does that mean? Illiquid, it means that if you need to sell them to pay rent or pay a mortgage or something like this, you may not be able to, or if you do uh, really are desperate, then you're going to have to take a haircut on the cost, which means you lose money on it. Um, Negative yielding, as I just said, means that you're losing money when you consider the fees and inflation. So, you're being sold into them because they're saying at least you're getting something. And in fact, you have all these risks in there, which equate to losing money and losing buying power. So, a lot of people are saying, Well, I want some sort of yield on my investment to keep up with inflation. Okay, so you're going to risk losing money to try to keep up with inflation. And that money so you lost money and you lost buying power so you doubled it rather than give yourself a little bit of income you've actually lost money and lost buying power instead of just losing buying power which absolutely is happening in inflationary times so here's an important chart and again spotify You guys go over to youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace to get this chart, or you can email us at info at nataliepace.com. But as you can see in this chart, inflation is high. Uh, real estate prices are higher than they've ever been. The Dow and the NASDAQ are still very, very high, uh, even with 14% correction. Corporate credit is astronomical. Household debt is higher than it was before the Great Recession when we had a real problem with that. Public debt is astronomical. Total debt and loans is about $88 trillion. Uh, Fed fund rate is rising. Again, that's negative for the economy. Um, inverted yield curve is about 100% correlated with recessions. We just had that on April 1st. We had our first quarter of negative GDP contraction in the first quarter of 2022. So these are all risk factors for a recession. And in fact, when we got the report last Thursday, of the contraction, I immediately did a recession risk podcast and webinar. So you can access those from uh, April 28th. Okay, so back to what's safe in a debt world. Over half of the S&P 500 companies are at or near junk bond status. That adds credit risk. Um, Here's some of the companies that are considered and might be zombie companies. These are heightened right now. Now, this is the one that I wanted to tell you about bonds is that bonds are not very liquid. If you want to trade one to three year treasuries, the S&P 500, euros, uh, British pound, sterling, gold, anything like that, you should be okay. There's a lot of people that will want to buy it from you. But if you have a bond, there's not that many people who want to buy it. And the same is true if you go too high in duration. Um, So again, I said that the one to three-year treasuries, very liquid. S&P 500, very liquid. Well, lot, one thing a lot of people don't realize is that the Dow Jones Industrial Average is actually not that liquid, especially compared to the S&P 500. So even knowing what you own on the equity side, again, you want to have some equities. You just want to have it trimmed back in a recessionary world. Um, but you know, even there, you want to make sure that you're avoiding those illiquid, highly indebted which tend to be more concentrated in the Dow Jones industrial average. Now, what a lot of people don't realize, and here's another chart, this was a problem, this liquidity risk was a problem before the pandemic. So this is a chart from December of 2019, and it shows the same thing as today. So now is the time to know exactly what you own and why. Now, I want to show you another chart that I pulled up. And this is of, you know, just a target retirement fund. This is a 2030. And if you look at this, what you can see is that year to date, it has lost money. So this is one that's supposed to be a conservative allocation. It's lost money. If you compare it to the S&P 500, it shadows it. So that means that you could be at risk of losing as much as we lost in the other two recessions, which was over 50%. So again, that means that if you are using that target date retirement fund, that you're going to have to use the bull market to hope and pray that you crawl back to even, and you could be losing a lot if we hit a recession. And the same is true for a longer term one, the 2040. If we look at it year to date, it's lost money. If we compare it to the S&P 500, it pretty much shadows it. So again, these are not necessarily protecting you from losses. They're actually shadowing stocks. So that's something you need to be aware of. Now, what about bond funds? Here's the PIMCO Total Return Bond Fund. And if we look at it year to date, it's lost money. Now, has it done better than the S&P 500? Hopefully it has since this is a bond fund. But as you can see, not a lot better. So your safe side is not supposed to lose money. Now you might say, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, let's take a look at what you could possibly do on the safe side. The first thing is to know exactly what you own and why to make sure that you're not going to lose money. That's gonna be really important. So here's a sample pie chart that we have, and this is for a 30 year old, so you keep 30% safe, you have overweighted 20% safe due to the elevated risk of a recession, and you have to know what is safe that year. This year, bonds aren't safe money market funds can have redemption gates and liquidity fees in uh, annuities if they're indexed annuities could lose money if they're the type of annuity that goes up if the markets go up but are guaranteed that they don't lose money, you actually could be at risk if you need to dip into it, because they have all kinds of disclaimers that will keep you, you know, that uh, will allow them to give you, you know, basic uh, fees, um, some sort of Uh, there's a surrender fee. There's all kinds of fees that go on with annuities. In fact, it's the only product I know that you immediately lose about seven to 9% because you don't have access to that money until the surrender fee period, usually a decade, is over. So this is uh, pretty important. And again, there are ways to get safer than you're being told about. So know exactly what you want and why, and don't have blind faith that somebody else is protecting you because even the bond funds are riding a Wall Street roller coaster. Now this is a chart of our emotions, investor emotions. And I think that right now we're probably at denial. So we were just at euphoria uh, back in January of this year. Once the, uh, in Russia invaded Ukraine, we were anxious. And um, we have seen a lot of anxiety because we now know that we've had a contraction in the first quarter, but we're probably right here between anxiety and denial. Now, when we actually hit depression, that's where the maximum opportunity is. A lot of people don't realize that. Now, one of the simplest ways that you can check your portfolio is just get a 15-year performance chart of your holdings compared to the S&P 500. If you're shadowing the index, then you are at risk of losing 50% or more in the recession once it hits officially. That's something that you want to know about before. That's what you want to know right now. The markets are down 14%. If you're down 14%, you have far too much at risk. But even if you're down 4 to 6%, it could mean that you have too much at risk and you might have bonds as well. So this is a checkup that you absolutely want to do. Another thing that you might want to do is there is a chapter in Put Your Money Where Your Heart Is. Be sure you get the second edition because that was just published in September of 2021. And um, it has 12 questions that you can ask your broker salesman. Don't take the book in with you when you do it. Just write down the questions, ask them, write down their answers or record it, whatever they'll let you do. And then come back home and and compare it to the answers that are outlined in the book. It'll be very revealing. And I also tell you what each answer means. real estate prices are at all time highs as well. So what is safe in a debt world? You wanna keep your money. This affords you the liquidity you need to be able to buy low. Now this is key because most people don't buy low because they can't buy low because they don't have enough money. So keeping your money in a debt world is key. What is the best way to do that? FDIC insured cash. And that's one of the reasons why the money market funds and the annuities are not necessarily as great. Because money market funds are not FDIC. Neither are annuities. They're only backed, the annuity is only backed by the insurance company. And we would have had a lot of annuity holders in trouble if we had allowed AIG to go bankrupt in 2008. It's the largest annuity provider. They have a lot of different companies with other names that are actually owned by AIG. Today is still, again, the largest annuity provider. So you want to know what you own, FDI. And again, it's a two-step process. So be careful because annuities, REITs, money market funds, bonds are all at risk of losing money. So you really have to read the fine print. In fact, I pulled up a couple of fine prints for you on both annuities and on uh, money market funds. So this is the fine print on one of the Schwab money market funds that I encourage you to read more um, in depth, but basically it tells you that they, uh, you can lose money in the fund itself. Also in under certain conditions, they can impose liquidity fees and or redemption gates. A lot of us are not reading that because it's at the very bottom of a very, very long web page. Same thing for our prudential annuities. So you know it talks about a market value adjustment that a lot of people are not aware of, a surrender surcharge. If you have withdrawn too much, then they can adjust and give you another um, uh, market value adjustment. So all kinds of things change once you get into trouble and how do you get into trouble if you don't have enough money if you lose too much money and if the money you do have loses buying power So the first step is keeping your money. And again, think of it this way. Don't think you're going to get sold into something that could be illiquid, negative yielding, lose you money and have all those risk factors that we talked about. Just because the person will say, well, you don't want to earn zero, then you're going to lose buying power with all the inflation out there. Don't get suckered in on that. Because you could lose money and lose buying power. It could be a double whammy on that if that's what you get suckered into. Instead, what you should be thinking is, I want to keep my money so that I have the ability to buy low if assets go down, both bonds and stock assets. Because in a couple of years, you could be able to purchase a credit worthy bond that will give you a great yield for a medium term. Right now, if you want any yield at all, you have to go long-term, so you have duration risk, uh, negative yielding, illiquidity issues, and you also have to go really into junk at or near junk bond territory. And that is a real problem in a debt world. So when we're thinking about getting safe, remember that if the worst thing that happens is that you keep your money and in 2024, you're able to get an Apple bond that gives you 5% for an eight-year period or a Google bond, that's okay. That's a lot better than losing your money because right now the only thing that gives you 4 or 5% is a Ford bond, and that's a junk bond, and it's going to be for 40 years. A lot of people are buying these 35, 45-year bonds, and they're 60, and then you're not going to get your money back until after you've already transitioned out of this life. So read the fine print so that you can, these these are more logical when you're reading the fine print, you're, you're gonna be a little startled at some of the things that you might've been sold into. So again, visit nataliepace.com for more data statistics, blogs, and conferences. If you haven't already read the fifth edition of the ABCs of Money, it has an entire section on what's safe, it outlines the risks, in money market funds in annuities and in bonds also put your money where your heart is is where you're going to get that chapter brokers or um, brokers or salesmen where you can have the 12 questions and my newest book is the power of 8 billion it's up to us in addition to helping to heal our planet there's a quadruple win embedded in that book so you can learn how to have a healthier planet.